Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. One oh seven Edmonton, second hour of Oilers Now. As always, Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, trusted by 630 Ched. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more, digitex.ca. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063, brought to you by Shooter Jennings and Jesse Coulter. October 6th at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. And some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Speaking of Roos, Adam has texted the show. Brendan, mark this down. Mark his number down. He says he's still waiting on his Roos Chris gift card. And I believe he won a contest at some point last season, and Bob promised him a gift card. Uh, he doesn't have them yet. I know he gets them uh, around Christmas time. But uh, if you mark that down, follow up with Stoffer so uh, we can hook Adam up here because I do remember him winning something last year. Is the owner of Roos Chris in town also named Brendan? Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's awesome to see other Brendans succeeding. Like it, Brendan Connolly is at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's a great restaurant. There you go. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, should we get to NHL today here quickly, or should we get to some text? Let's do NHL today quickly for our friends over at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, here is Brendan Escott. Well, you heard the news earlier in the show. The Oilers placing goaltender Al Montoya on waivers with the intent of reassigning him to the AHL. Uh, because the Oilers can take an emergency goalie to Europe when they leave, that's now going to be Shane Sturette. Uh, they do host Calgary tomorrow. Note the early start time, though, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, meaning if you turn, tune in to 6.30, Chad, to catch that game, face-off show begins at 11.30 in the morning, and puck drop with Jack and Bob goes at 1. Only one, uh, or well, I guess 
No, it is one team in action tonight. Canadian team, that is. Original six matchup, Leafs taking on the Red Wings. Uh, sad story here. Longtime NHL executive Mike Keenan revealed yesterday that he's been undergoing treatment for prostate cancer. Uh, he was diagnosed with that earlier this year, back in May, to be exact. Keenan says it's not a particularly aggressive form of cancer and that he has been responding well to treatment. He will be checking back in with doctors uh, in October here. Now 68 years old, Keenan was involved in the NHL as far back as 1984 to 2009. Uh, most recently, he was coaching with the Cunland Red Star in the KHL. He was canned from that job last December. He did win the Stanley Cup in 1994 with the New York Rangers. Canadians defenseman uh, sidelined four to six weeks with a knee injury, that being David Schlemko. You mentioned that as well, Brendan. Uh, he sustained that injury against the Leafs last night. 31-year-old limited to 37 games last year in his first season with the Habs battling a series of upper body injuries. Blues defenseman Robert Bertuzzo suspended for the remainder of the preseason and one regular season game for an elbowing incident on Capitals defender Michael Kempney on Tuesday. Not his first run-in with the league for Bertuzzo. In 2014, he was suspended for a hit on Yarmer Yager, but because a repeat offender is only considered that if the incidents come within 18 months, he is not going to be disciplined as a repeat offender. Uh, currently under investigation by the NHL for his alleged involvement in a finished cocaine ring. Flyers forward Yori Letera returned to practice this morning and he did issue a comment finally uh, and flat out denied any involvement in that. 3-0 Edmonton Oil Kings host the Swift Current Broncos tonight at Rogers Place, 7pm. The puck drop there. The team then heads down to Calgary to take on former head coach Steve Hamilton and the Calgary Hitman. And finally, the University of Alberta Golden Bears kick off their hockey season against rival and perennial powerhouse Saskatchewan Huskies this weekend. Games tomorrow night at 7pm, Sunday at 6pm at the Claire Drake. Uh, of note, the team is going to be without eight regulars in the lineup, including five forwards and a defender. Uh, so we should probably check in with Coach Ian Herbers on that later in the show. Brendan? Absolutely. Uh, sad news there for Schlemko. Good Edmonton boy. I always root for the Edmonton kids, so that's mm -hmm. tough to see. Let me ask you this. Uh, Brendan, um, I'm not in the day-to-day -day trenches anymore, so I, I haven't been at all the games in the preseason here. I haven't followed Koskinen as closely as you likely have. Uh, we're asking the fans right now how confident they are in Koskinen carrying the load as the backup. From what you've seen and what you saw last night, how confident are you and him uh, being the backup this season? I will preface this by saying that I didn't realize how much of an adjustment there can actually be going from the different size of ice, ice service back to an NHL-sized rink. I didn't think he was spectacular last night. I thought he flashed that he could be a good backup goalie, but we want to see consistency. That's what you want out of a backup goaltender is somebody reliable. You don't need him to go out there and steal games all the time, but he'd better stop the pucks that he should stop. He proved on the second shot of the game that that might be called into question, so I'm not sure. I'm not also sure in how much worse he's going to be than Al Montoya, for that matter. There's a reason Montoya has been uh, a journeyman backup in the league. So when you sign a guy to a two and a half million dollar contract, he was always going to be on this team, I think. But I think he did himself a favor last night as well in uh, reassuring fans that it's not going to be all bad despite the initial first impression. Yeah, to me, he needs to be good. Um, I just the last two seasons, Talbot has had to play a lot of hockey. 
You go back to 16, 17, 73 starts in the playoff games. Last season, 67. And to me, that's too many games for a goaltender. I'm watching closely to see how Hellebeck does this season in uh, Winnipeg after playing so many games last season because similar story as Talbot. He comes in and struggles a little bit after playing so many games uh, the previous season. So to me, Koskinen needs to be good. They need to rely on him. So... Clearly, they believe in him. They signed him to this big contract, and now they sent Montoya down, so we'll see what happens moving forward. The other question I want to ask you is, you feel for Ty Ratty. You've seen him up close and personal here as well in the preseason. He looks so good, and he's making the most of his opportunity, and now all of a sudden he's banged up. We don't know the severity of the injury, if he'll miss any actually or any actual regular season action, but it looks like he's out for the rest of the preseason. So a chance for someone else to emerge here. Who would you play on that line with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins? Right now, I think... uh Puliarvi is the guy that's earned that spot based on his play because he's kind of been uh, the one A to what Raddy's done. So if you want somebody out there, the biggest problem for that top line, and this is why Lucic isn't on it, is because you need to be able to keep up with the pace of McDavid. And what I've seen out of Puliarvi's skating this year is a dramatic improvement. So maybe he gets a chance to actually, you know, show people that there's a reason he was the fourth overall pick, not. 15th not a second rounder this is a top flight prospect at the time that he came out of the draft so there's no reason to think that he couldn't stick around with McDavid especially given the way that he's been playing I don't think Yamamoto's there yet personally and you want to have a finisher on that line obviously that's been demonstrated all preseason so Reader probably isn't your guy there I like Yesse in that spot you know what, this is uh, probably not great radio to Brendan's agreeing on the fact that I would go with Paul Irby as well on that top unit. The one thing he needs to work on, though, to me, is the quick hands because that's what Roddy did. Like, the shot was always mm-hmm. quick. His hands were quick. He had some nice tic-tac-toe moments with uh, McDavid. To me, that's what Poliarvi would need to work on if he does go up to that top line. But like you said, his speed can definitely uh, uh, he can definitely showcase his speed and keep up with McDavid on that top line. So I would give Poliarvi a chance here uh, over a Tobias Reeder who also has speed. I just think there's bigger upside if Poliarvi sort of runs away with it and gets off to a you know a hot start here to wrap up the preseason with uh, McDavid. You can run with that. I don't know if Reeder is going to be there very long, but at the same time, maybe they want to keep Paulie Arby uh, on that third line to continue to develop that chemistry with Strom, whereas Reader can go up there for a game or two, and then when Roddy's back, he just jumps back in. I think that's sort of what McClellan's thinking, but uh, it is interesting. We'll continue to follow that story throughout uh, the preseason. You can text us 630-630. We have Morley Scott coming on here right away, by the way, to talk some Eskimos. We need to break. Uh, we'll take a quick time out. Morley Scott's going to uh, join us for five minutes or so and set up the uh, well, are the Eskimos and the Blue Bombers on Saturday, and then we'll talk about uh, the Oil Kings. 3-0 start for them. They are icing a young, fun, and exciting team, and we'll talk to GM Kurt Hill after the 130 News. But after this time out, it's Morley Scott, the voice of the Eskimos. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You can text us 630-630. Brendan Ulrich with you on Oilers now. Brendan Escott here as well. Uh, of course, I was saying uh, earlier, this may be bad radio when two Brendans agree on something. Where is it? Tiny Ted says, there's nothing worse than hearing people disagree for the sake of good radio TV. It's okay to agree. So he's on the same page as us. And of course, I was saying, uh, yes, you pull the RV would be my pick to uh, jump on that top line with McDavid if Roddy misses any action here. 
And another texter says pool party for sure. He's a much more determined player this season. I don't know how uh, much truth there is to this text. I haven't uh, heard anything on this, but uh, this is interesting. Once again, I want to say this is a texter. I don't know if there's any truth to this. He says, sources are saying Roddy's injury is more severe than the Oilers are letting on. So I have not heard anything on that until Bob tweets it or someone else. Uh, that's as far as we'll go with that. Yeah, but, show uh, your work. State yeah, your source. So, well, he's uh, he wants to be the first one to say it. So he read his text. You hope that's not true, though, for Ty Roddy and the Oilers' sake. But uh, it is interesting. He's banged up according to head coach Todd McMullen. That's what we know right now. Uh, he says hopefully he'll be able to play in their opener. He is going to uh, Europe with the team. So that's a good sign to me that he's going to Europe. Likely means he, he has a chance to play. But what do I know? Well, they're not going to fly him there if he's got a serious injury. Yeah. They'd keep him home rehabbing. So I wouldn't would worry too, too much about that. That makes the most sense. But we'll, we'll wait and see on that front. All right, Morley Scott, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos is on the line. Morley, are you over at the stadium, or what's going on? I, I am. I'm at Commonwealth Stadium as we speak. Just finished the meeting with uh, Jason Moss. As, uh, we get set for the Eskimos and the Blue Bombers tomorrow. Eskimos had their walkthrough this morning, and uh, Bombers are arriving in a couple of hours. We'll talk to them, and then uh, we'll be on the air 4.30. soon as uh, coverage of the hockey game wraps up, we'll have uh, uh, a shortened pregame show tomorrow and a kickoff before the uh, Eskimos and Blue Bombers will be just after 5 o'clock tomorrow. A huge game in the standings. I mean, you just have to look at the standings and figure out that this is an important game. The Eskimos uh, the Eskimos and the Bombers, along with the Riders and the BC Lions, are just in a, a massive dogfight for playoff positioning in the CFL West. One of those teams is not going to make the playoffs. Right now, there's only four points that separates second place and being home for a playoff game and last place and being home and watching the playoffs in the Canadian Football League this year. So, yeah, five games to go, Brendan. It's going to be a great stretch run in the CFL. Yes, I agree with you on that. Um, can the Eskimos, in your opinion, take their game to another level here, Morley? We saw that they can against Calgary, uh, but since then it's sort of been you know up and down, one step forward, maybe two steps back. I don't know. I mean, they're still right in the thick of things here, and they still can finish second in the West when it's all said and done. So how do you see this going? Yeah, very easily they can finish in second place. Uh, I mean, they're only a game behind Saskatchewan. They play Saskatchewan, and they've already... If they can beat Saskatchewan again, they've won the season series. They've already beaten them once. So, yeah, I think they could finish anywhere from second place on. I mean, uh, the biggest thing for the Eskimos right now is consistency. And that's kind of been the word of the week around the Eskimos this week is consistency and being able to to play at a higher level, uh, not just for parts of the game, but for the entire game. And we were just talking a couple of minutes ago with with Jason Moss, and, and he says that's the whole thing. You look back over every game We've lost, especially this year, and there's times in a game where we have a a five-minute lull and take a bad penalty or drop a pass, and you never know how much that is going to affect things further on down the road. I mean, you know, if you you don't take a penalty in a certain situation, he was looking going back to the Ottawa game, he said, you know, we stay on the field offensively, maybe we get some points. Maybe if you don't get that fumble at the at the 30-yard line with C.J. Gable, you get at least three points on that drive, and it changes the complexion of the game. And, and it's in, the old saying in football, Brendan, is five or six plays determine the game. You just don't know when those five and si- five or six plays are going to happen. And the Eskimos have to make sure wherever those five or six plays are in a game that they're on the right side of it. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, like, we go back to the Calgary, and it was only two games ago, and they had the bye, of course. So it seems like that win was so long ago. And then last week was disappointing in Ottawa, but they can get right back on track uh, with a win against uh, Winnipeg here tomorrow. Uh, so what a game this is going to be. I mean, this is what we look forward to, and it seems like there are some people down on the Eskimos so far this season, Marley, but like it, it's a tough league. All these teams are good. The Eskimos can still finish second overall in the league when it's all said and done. They just need to take care of business, and uh, I'm just really pumped up and excited for this game tomorrow. A division rival like Winnipeg, it should be a good one. Sure, sure, should. It should be a great game. I mean, it's, it's two teams that really desperately need to win a football game. One of them is going to go home tomorrow extremely disappointed, so we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Eskimos pretty confident in the way they played. They know that they can play better than they have. They know that they can find that consistent level, and, and they, they know that history isn't guaranteed to repeat itself, but over the last four years, in the final five games of the season, the Eskimos have gone a combined 17-3. and three. Last year, at this point, they had lost six straight games. They went on to win five straight to end the season and, and went on to the Western Finals. So it can get turned around fairly quickly if you do your job and play football the way you know you can, and that's what the Eskimos are shooting for. Do your job. Eh? You sound like Bill Belichick there, uh, Morley, but uh, <laughs> we'll let you get away with that one. Uh, uh, I've got to take a shower now. <laughs> yes. Just quickly update us on uh, the Eskimos' depth chart. Uh, how are they looking health-wise? Uh, well, the only uh, the biggest change, I guess, would be uh, in the starting lineup will be Neil King returning. He's been out for six games with an injury, and he'll get back at that safety spot as the starter. So that is a, certainly a welcome addition to the lineup. That's the only change as far as the starters go. Mike Moore won't play. I guess that's another starter on the D-line. He got hurt last week. He is out of the lineup, and that will make uh, Jake Serezna the starter now at the defensive tackle spot with Elmondo Sewell. Mark Mackey comes back into the lineup as a backup for those two. So that's pretty much the major changes for the Eskimos. They're in a pretty healthy position right now. Of course, just waiting for Darrell Walker to come back uh, at some point late in this season and for the playoffs. And of course, if it's going to be for the playoffs, they got to make sure they get there first, right? So that's why tomorrow's game is going to be so important. Well, give me a quick uh, hit here on the Blue Bombers because the last time we, you know, saw the the Blue Bombers take on the Eskimos, Strebler was at quarterback. Of course, Nichols was hurt to start the season, but he is back. So um, it's been sort of a I know. I think uh, everyone expected, or Winnipeg expected, the Bombers to be sort of a dominant team here in the West, but they've been sort of up and down at times this season too. Four-game losing streak at this time of the year will do that to you, right? They beat Montreal last week to end that four-game losing streak. They have been struggling. Matt Nichols seemed to get back on track last week, which was key for them, and it kind of quieted everybody around the team, the fans and the media, about a possible change of quarterback with Chris Strebler coming in, who had some success early in the season. But Nichols is the starter. He'll remain the starter, I would think, for the rest of the season for the Bombers, unless things really go south. The key for them offensively is Andrew Harris. That's, that's all the talk from the defensive guys this week. How uh, they have to beat uh, Winnipeg is you got to stop Andrew Harris. You can't let him break a tackle. You got to take him down when you get the opportunity. You got to get, you got to swarm him and get some help taking him down because he's so good at staying on his feet and just driving for extra yards. And a lot of times he'll turn that into a lot of yards if he can break free from the pile. He gets the ball more than anybody else in the league, game in and game out, whether it's running the ball or getting a pass out of the backfield. He gets the football, and that's what the Eskimos have to worry about uh, from the Eskimo, uh, from the uh, Blue Bombers offense. Defensively, you got to have ball security. Uh, the Bombers have 30, forced 32 turnovers this year. They turn the ball over second most in the league, and their defense is built around stealing the football and giving it back to their offense or scoring points themselves. 
So uh, you have to be very careful with this with this defense in Winnipeg because uh, they're ball hawks. They want the ball. They work very hard at trying to strip the ball from you. So uh, 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 holding on to the football, uh, ball security will be one of the key points for the Eskimos offense. Marley, you know what? It's been a treat talking sports with you again, and uh, we get to do it again tomorrow. Can't wait. Look forward to it, Brennan. You'll be on the sidelines. Uh, Dave and I and Blake will be up in the booth. Uh, it's going to be a great day on 630 Ted with the hockey game first and then the Eskimos and the Blue Bombers after that. Look forward to uh, a real good day of sports on 630 Ched and then, uh, such an important football game for both the Eskimos and the Bombers. Doubleheader on Ched, the best time of the year. All right, Marley. Take care, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Brendan. Talk to you later. Marley Scott, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos. I want to know how the text line's looking right now in terms of people saying, this isn't Eskimos now, oh, this yeah. is Oilers now. Get used to that. Oh, boy. I don't even want to look because uh, <laughs> this is a huge game for the Eskimos. Yes, and it I'll is. say it like I said all the time. We are the rights holders for the Oilers and the Eskimos, and we're going to talk football on this show. You know what? I think, uh, of course, Edmonton's a hockey city first, but after that, we're a football town. Like, people love the Eskimos. So there are the odd people out there. Are they odd? Like, there are people out there that just get so mad and upset that we talk a little bit of Eskimos on the show, but you know what? I don't really care. We're going to do it because there are people that enjoy it as well. You can't please everyone. You can't. You absolutely can't. Go ahead. <laughs> That's my word of advice for you as uh, the new producer of this show. 129 Edmonton will take a time out for the 130 News with Eileen Bell. When we come back, we'll talk about the Oil Kings and the U of A Golden Bears. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.